everyone, we're back with the next episode of the Raiders Ramble. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me as always is none other than my co-host, Avira. Awoo! Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, welcome back to this episode, and I hope you're having a fantastical day and a very happy uh, Rainbow Month as well. Yeah, you can tell I actually brought out the the yellow suit. Ah, uh, yeah. Walk, go walkabout this time of year. <laughs> Do be careful. Things be hazardous. Goodness. I don't know, man. When it's raining rainbows, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, y- y'all don't want to catch the gay, so. I <laughs> <laughs> think you're well protected. Should be. Next on the show, we have... As always, interim host, Noble. As they said in one of my favorite cartoons when I was growing up, uh, Courage of the Cowardly Dog. Ooga booga booga! I love that cartoon. Look how popular Courage the Cowardly Dog was. <laughs> Perfect mood. Perfect mood for the month. <laughs> And joining us, a face that you have not seen for years, we have, what's your name now? Anu Savre, formerly known as Anubistan. Hey. Hey, man, welcome back. Great to have you. Max. I don't know, not going to lie. I just find your names always too pretentious, but you do (laughs) you and never change. And the one thing that never really changes is the last name and the middle name. Stunning and brave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So, yes, we are going to start, you know, this month. But we are going to start it with a hopeful mood. Because now, you know, the memes and everything are out in force. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh boy! Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I know where to put some people I know. Okay, that that reminds me of when it was um, when someone decided to stack a bunch of I think it was soda containers <laughs> and made a uh, Boba Fett face. Well, uh, for those of you, except uh, with the garbage buckets. Yeah, for those of you guys listening right now, and you're not seeing this, this is a rainbow-colored dumpster because, uh, you know, it's very tolerant and accepting, and so representative, very inclusive. And a literal way, rainbow it, dumpster. <laughs> it has a um, garbage sticker slapped on it. Oh goodness! So supposed to be like the epitome of the word furry trash. Hey, the, the dumpster is living its best life. Okay, don't judge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's doing what it's um made and intended to do, <laughs> which is what to take out what society calls uh, garbage, which is pretty much the. Um, what they consider the LGBT community, which, and I'm gonna get a lot of shit for that statement. Next one, next. No, no, no. Lot. It's meant to represent them. 
Yes. Yeah, how is that going to work out for them? Uh, apparently, company is losing billions of dollars. That's what happened. Mm, we'll get to that in oh, a minute. Oh, hell, yeah. hell. Find me a river. Next meme. This is done by AI. Good journey. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, loving that crazy rainbow hair. There are some people who actually like this. Exactly. You know, you got the Karen face, the Karen mouth. Good gravy. I can find mm. her in a parking lot easily. Or who that is. Uh, of course, the, the, those uh, thick uh, plastic red glasses, obviously. And of course, screaming into the void, you know, as they love to do. How, uh, how incredible. Yeah, I guarantee you, no one in the world wants hear all of that screeching. Yeah, <laughs> there was um, let's see, there there was uh, something that I made as well, uh, Jolt. If you want to bring that up, <laughs> and I made this literally months before uh, this whole Pride thing even happened, but uh, got a lot of hate for it. That was pretty bonkers. Absolutely. How could we forget that? <laughs> that, that? That right there. Hey! And look, man, I wasn't, like, hating on anyone. It's, uh, if this was me ripping up the American flag, nobody would even care. But Right. Yeah, I, I, I posted this, and, like, a week goes by, and, like, 500 or 600,000 people saw this, and they're calling me all the crazy shit. I'm like, really? Like, y'all are offended by this? That's kind of silly. <laughs> but I guess I stirred the pot, and that was that was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lovely yeah. art too. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like that is exactly what you know what it amounts to. Hang oh, on. Are, are you suggesting that that uh, little arrow sort of add-on is uh, weakness in the actual you know flag? Um. No, I'm. I just. No, I don't think so. They kind of just added more colors and things constantly. And like it's always changing. Like chevrons to make it look like a um. Yeah. Was that supposed <laughs> to be you ripping up those flags? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and like I said, if I did that to like any other flag, nobody would even care. But the fact that it was their precious, uh, you know, rainbow cult thing. I guess I got a lot of flack for that, but whatever. Like, I'm not straight myself, so y'all can suck it. I don't care. Eh. <laughs> I would ask a question, but I don't want to dogpile on it. Yeah. Oh, God. But, okay. uh, that reminds yeah. me of a certain thought that in some artwork stomping on uh, a My Little Pony Village. <laughs> All right. Now, you know, like to get back into um, what the go is for Pride Month. Yes, Avira, we have companies that are, um, you know, as usual, doing their Pride Month do dads, do hickeys. Yeah, correct. I mean, this is something yeah. that honestly I think is kind of offensive to like, you know, LGBT people, really. It's like, these companies only care about you for a month. They'll change their logos like just to pander to you so they can make money. Like they don't yeah. really care about equal yeah. rights or some crap. They don't. Rivera, you're going a little too far with making assumptions here. These companies yeah. don't give a shit. They're just about making money. I just said that. that by supporting you, 
they will make money. So just understand what a hollow uh, friendship is, and you might die a little inside. Actually, you'll probably die a lot inside. <laughs> so Life's true. Life's funny, isn't it? Let me guess. That's okay. The dying inside part isn't that what it takes to be a furry in the first place? Just to <laughs> no. Uh, no, that's when you realize that no one actually cares and they're just using you for whatever their purpose they want. Well, that's a no shit. I should label myself as a counselor for that. I mean, yikes. <laughs> you really don't want to. Maybe you know how I feel. I'm going to have to do counseling. I'm going to have to supply, provide counseling to certain people, but that's besides the point. Right now, <laughs> yeah, I'm not get back to the whole thing. I want to show you a, to a picture as a side-by-side side, the world that we should be living in and the world that we're in right now. You might be surprised. Yeah, try me, Jolt. Oh, yep. Yep. Th this is true. They, they literally did this. Except, uh, and now, Jolt, I think we talked about this last year. It was when certain companies in, like, Saudi Arabia or like the Middle East, they didn't change their logos because yeah. they were afraid of the anti-gay laws that are in That's, those countries. It's that it's in the Middle East. You understand that their um their cultural norms are far different than from what they we have out here in Western society. Okay, right? which part of the Middle East? Because uh, in the Most country, of Israel, there's a part I of mean, it where LGBT all the way. And Saudi they Arabia. Give a shit, the, and they would actually. The only if I, the only country to, uh, that would be the most that LGBT is, friendly yeah. would be Israel. Hmm. Now, as for the rest of the Middle East, yeah, shockingly, you know, that country is slowly becoming not so LGBT friendly, and it's yeah, pissing but now for the rest of the, nearly uh, everyone around all the way from um, Egypt to um, you know, the Saudis, the Emirates, Turkey, and beyond. Then yes. They've kept the pictures as is compared to um the quote unquote official corporate whatever you know BMW Mercedes Benz Lenovo Bethesda. The fact that these companies change their logos just for a month and then go back to normal like as soon as it ends really shows you how much they actually care about uh, people, which they don't. It's just about profit, man. They're just trying to pander to some fringe uh, minority, honestly. One thing I'm concerned about with this, when they do provide actual print material, it's the wasted ink. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Ink is very expensive now. I mean, you know, it always has been. I'm curious exactly how much they're wasting on ink, what that money could be put towards if they just had like your regular black and white text. Uh, yeah, good point. I don't know. Then again, these are multi-billion dollar companies, so it might not really affect them I mean, too much. For them, I'm sure it hits the profit. Yeah. I mean, for them, they can just whatever and just be wasteful as all their, you know, wasteful as all heck. But this actually does bring up the question, you know, this is this gets you to the point where you said WTF, you know, I like the Arab world more now. That is yeah. a bit of a scary thought. It is actually, yeah. Like it's because over there, like I'm pretty sure, what was it? Like the the president of Iran, I think he said that there are no gays here at all, or something along those lines. I was like, 
Okay, clearly that's not true, but y'all are just trying to say it, that it is. That was kind of weird. Yeah. But from a, you know, this, this a cultural standpoint and that sort of thing, you, you know, and with that way that the Arab world is so traditional, like, they love their traditions and they're super conservative about it. Yeah. Might right. argue. Yeah. And, like, their companies wouldn't, like, you know, change their logos just to appeal to a certain group of people because that's literally just pandering. It, it's so disingenuous and, like, detached from reality. Freaking Papa John's, uh, the, the pizza place, they changed their logo to Rainbow. Why? Like, what? Papa John's pizza is gay now? What? The, why? That makes zero sense. <laughs> and then we've been seeing the last uh, couple of months, actually, with, with the, uh, the Bud Light effect, where people are finally standing up to all this woke crap. They're just like, yo, enough of this. Like, we don't want it in our schools, our sports, entertainment, whatever. Like, it's really too much already. And this month, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more boycott from Target or beyond. Yeah, and surprisingly, not every company is um is in on this whole pride thing, you know. Like, like you were just saying, um, the MLB changed it, and then they basically did a U-turn, quick smart. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They had it like for a day, and then the regular fans were like, "Oh man, what? The, um, enough of this stuff already!" You know, like they just want to watch, you know, baseball. They don't really care about this whole political, radical agenda. Like no one wants to see that. Like when you're, you know, sports, like you're supposed to escape from the world, right? Yeah, uh, and what bread and circus, one? right? This is um. <laughs> what about these? Yeah, strangely, okay. it's a bit more quiet now. It's you know, you would think each of these are like big, big name companies. And like they would prime, you know, go and they would basically change the icon to rainbow in a heartbeat, given it's the time of the month. Ah, uh, yep, that's what I was saying—the Bud Light effect. So, yeah, so these companies, even though Target is kind of meh, but uh, and Coca-Cola, uh, I, I know Walmart last year also changed, but this year it seems like they're kind of getting the picture. Like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't be lying and pandering to our customers and just. Do what we normally do, you know, be a company that wants to make money and appeal to everybody without this whole political divisiveness. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, well, I, you know, the, re the reasonable person, I actually 100% would. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, now um, there are things here that show you that um, that there is um, some good come out of this, in, mm -hmm. even in the time of this month. So okay. take a look at this. Okay, we have exclusive. Kirk Cameron says corporate pride led to boycotts of Target, Bud Light, and launches a new children's book on humility. That's true. Uh, that absolutely did happen. And this is called Pride Comes Before the Fall. Okay. So yeah, get, look a load, into yeah, get, get a load of all this. Yeah. I love the waterfall in the background. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's a nice cover. I love uh, the, the white tiger just flexing right there. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
Is he in a wetsuit or something? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, he is in a wetsuit. <laughs> it's like, it's really nice, though. It's, um, <laughs> it's really, truth be told, the book, I guess, we all really need and how, you know, and parents really do need to, you know, a shift from all the stuff that's happening Pride Month and instead, you know, embracing, you know, godliness and traditional values. Very true. Let's see what the quote here says. It says, um, we have a nation full of moms and dads and parents who are hungry for books about traditional American values. That's true. Uh, Kirk told the post-millennial. And really, those are biblical values. Love, joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only the fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. As so said. So, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Here's another thing that you got to realize, too. With this aesthetic thing, you know what the best case opportunity would be? A business case. They should be passing this in and around, of all places, a Vercon. Imagine that. Oh, ooh, I don't know about that. I feel like uh, the woke hate mob might uh, kind of ostracize them. Yes, but but for those who are not in, you know, but but look, let's go into the mindset of a typical furry who just you know and just likes like they look at the book cover and the art and they and what do they see? Oh yeah, I I get what you mean, <laughs> Tiger Boy. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, some pretty cool art too. Yeah, like, maybe like that said, way, you know. I like the colors, character designs are cool. Hundred percent. You know, maybe that way we'll um it'll open up the gateway to um you know. And, and this is kind of pro- prophetic yeah. uh, as well. As pride comes before the fall. Uh yeah, that's why so many companies are being boycotted right now because people are sick of this stuff. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. You know, like it's <laughs> who'd have thought? You know, who'd have thought it would take something like this? It's yeah. It's better late than never, I guess. Mm-mm. Oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, but I reckon all up though. Now, in the interest of just what's what's really been happening, um, yeah. There's also another thing I did want to bring up to your attention with all this whole companies going ape shit and crazy. Mm-hmm. You guys heard about the latest thing that happened in the Chick-fil-A saga? Oh, yes. That was unfortunate. No, I have not. Yeah. Well, you know that uh, Chick-fil-A is primarily like a Christian company. It's something like uh, that the Precisely, people that run like... it, you know, like their values, they even had like Bible verses on their their wrappers, uh, as far as I knew. And uh, they're closed on Sunday, you know, for the Sabbath. That makes sense. Oh, so it's a Christian um, food shop then. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. But lately it's been, uh, I guess, bending the knee to to the wokeness, unfortunately. Yeah, that that was depressing. Uh-oh. Yeah. So what exactly has happened? Well, let's just say they had, they appointed a new, um, a new head honcho and they made a new statement regarding what's it called? You know, that 
a diversity, whatever, whatever policy. Diversity, oh, okay. equity, so and inclusion. So in other words, a bunch yeah. of people are now coming in with dildos and slapping the uh, traditional employees with them. <laughs> yes, rainbow dildos, to be specific. <laughs> Ew. But yeah, you would think like Chick-fil-A was, was one of those companies, you know, for years that, that really stood by its values and stuff. And people really appreciated that. And they made a lot of money uh, for people that are just, you know, sick of the politics and they just want some good chicken. But sadly, I, I guess uh, somehow, as Jolt said, one of the new head honcho guys that they hired as a marketing team or something they maybe they thought it was a good idea to like pander and get on the you know the bandwagon of rainbow people i i guess that's sad though mm. i did like yeah, their chicken it was pretty good yeah it's unfortunate but it as as an alternative may i offer you in and out burger you know they hide but they tuck bible verses underneath the um the can the bottles of drink Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> wow, interesting. Okay. Um, they're they're located, I guess, in like the west, the southwest, western sector of the U.S. Because I know mm -hmm. I was there in Las Vegas. In I got an in and out in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, literally first thing after I did after you know after having that party with Foxler and the boys. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Now, so, it's yeah. not like we're, you know, against anyone that identifies as such. I, I think it's more along the lines of, like, normal people are, are just, like, we're so burnt out and, like, fed up with this already. You know, it's it's too much too fast. You know, it's, it's really, uh, mm -hmm. it, it did kind of get bonkers just how, how radical it really got every company doing this now i mean my goodness did this even happen like five years ago like hundreds of multi-billion dollar companies actually did this i don't really think so it seems like more of them are jumping on the bandwagon even though several companies are losing literally billions of dollars because they're embracing radical politics that normal people really don't want to care about they just want a the, good product the issue is and this is where a lot of people generally forget um, if you've got someone who's constantly spewing facts, you generally avoid that person because, well, they're annoying and irritating. So when companies start doing this sort of shit, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> oh, yeah, they lose a lot of customers. Alienation. Yeah. Walking All away. Right. Now, oh, totally. As, yeah. Now, since this um, has kind of, you know, not to overstay its welcome... We have the next item on the show, and it's oh man, it's been making the rounds everywhere, like from media outlets to yeah, and then some. <laughs> All right, what do we got now? It's the it's the whole saga with Florida and Ron DeSantis and furries. Got mix. So, as a furry, what exactly is Ron DeSaros or however the hell you pronounce his name? Um, has got me upset. I'm curious. Um, hmm. Okay, so let's have a look at this one here. SB in response to SB 14, Freddie A, a bill in Florida which makes knowingly admitting a child into an adult life performance 
a first-degree misdemeanor punishable by prison and or $1,000 fine. Right, so this law basically um, is trying to protect children, or minors rather, uh, from being ex exposed to gay propaganda, you know, all this kind of stuff that's adult, targeting right, children. Adult events, basically. Exactly, yeah, like, you know, drag shows and all that. And of course, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, right, sexualized yeah. adult things in the furry fandom to an extent, but uh, yeah, minors so, should stay far away from that. I don't know why people have a backlash about this. For this me, is, yeah. I would be in support of that. Yeah. So why am I upset about it then? Why Why does the Rolling Stone believe that this would be problematic for my beliefs? Because they're trying to formulate this narrative that the furry fandom has always been an offshoot of LGBT stuff, and that's how it's always been, right? And now this is, like, affecting them negatively, the whole don't say gay nonsense. Like, this is what they're upset about. Uh, but literally, the law is supposed to protect children from this kind of indoctrination, and I totally no, no. support that. No, no, it makes no. sense. No, no, no. The law in no, no. general is meant to protect you from you know, getting the shit beaten out of you, from being ripped off, from uh, having things that are not, well, let's say 100% fair, like someone walking up and stabbing you in the stomach. Right. It says, uh, so what does a law about exposing kids to sexually charged content have to do with people dressing up as cartoon bunnies and foxes? Well, uh, specifically, they target minors dressing as furs. That is true. Uh, it prohibits children from attending adult performances, which it defines as a uh, presentation that depicts or simulates nudity, sexual content, or specific sexual activities, like drag. Yeah, I, I, I get that. And of course, a lot of fairies are upset about that somehow, because they... Well, hang on. I don't Sorry. know. Sorry, I'm trying to understand, why would a kid want to watch some guy masturbate on stage? I, I, I'm I'm trying to understand why anyone would want to sit Let's there. Let's see. And watch because... that. <laughs> why? Ah, twelve years old. You basically have a bunch of boys in a group wanting to do something stupid, so they may as well just go over to one of those places and watch uh. all that shit. If I was a parent and I wanted to take my kid to, say, a fairy event, I'd mm -hmm. want to make sure that, one, you weren't having people around that would be problematic, so violent. Uh, I'd want to make I sure that I'd want to keep them away from adult-type material. So if I wanted my kid to see, say, for instance, adult dances, I'd want to take them into a strip club, not to a you know event that's out in the, in the outdoors. <laughs> Right. And the thing is, with all these uh, family-friendly furcons, like, you know, all ages, there are people that walk around with fetish gear, you know, harnesses, uh, diapers, and wearing nothing else. Like, th that's a thing that unfortunately happens relatively frequently upon most conventions, unless it's like yeah, 18 plus, right? And that's what happens. Right, and I think more cons should be adopting yeah, this law. Like, Either it's like just, 18 plus yeah, or 21 plus. 100%, you know, Furcon should be adult only, to be honest. Well, yeah. I yeah, agree with that to a certain point. Better than adult. I still believe that we should have Furcons that are PG. PG or the Silver rated. Yeah, yeah. PG Furcons. That, um, and for a weekend, Utah was um, actually trying to do just that. And I think Anthrocon is also 
kind of trying to go on that same path as well. Like they want it to be family friendly and stuff. Like you can bring anyone of all ages. It's also a really big con too. So to, to micromanage like age and stuff, that might be kind of difficult. But uh, no, you I, just I think place certain rules for yeah. uh, how you can act. That's it. I mean, if you want to have the adult um, part of it, you know, have that after hours. Say, for instance, everything's PG until about uh, 7 o'clock at night, at which point, well, the dildos come out or whatever. Right. And that's how ACFI uh, was, and I think it still is. At a certain time at night, don't even bother bringing your kids because it's 18 plus only. Believe me, I asked. <laughs> Literally went in there and asked about that. Yeah, uh, Jay uh, Silverwolf, you brought up a good point. He said, because uh, you know the adult side is just too big. And yeah, uh, it, it, it's true. Now, even like, there are some conventions that have things like Bad Dragon. Either they're either out in the open, or you can like go across another place and they're there. But yeah, it's, it's still... I don't know if kids should be seeing all that stuff you know if you're like 12 or like 11 you know like going up to a, a table flipping through an art book and then there's like adult content there that's really not appropriate you know like there's ways to have fun and enjoy being a furry without having to be exposed to any of that kind of stuff yeah but the thing is uh that i don't get why on earth would anyone want to bring their kids to a convention that they uh, themselves probably know is 18 plus. Okay, I know just, there are some stories out there of people bringing their kids to, let's say, MFN. To and answer your question with that... Okay, go ahead, Noble. So, just pretend that you want to fill someone's head with a bunch of garbage and make them believe it's true. All you do is you just repeat yourself about how Waving dildos around in the air while, uh, you know, splatting cream all over the place is perfectly acceptable. And you just keep jamming that down people's throats to the point where it's believed that it's acceptable, it's appropriate to wave around dildos and cream in the streets. Yeah. It's the same Normalization. Thing I've seen it for no, that's years. Awesome, then. <laughs> and that it, sounds like really a wholesome street party. Now, another thing that in this in the whole Megaplex saga that has just exploded is in Florida, you know, in Florida, there is a bill, you know, that says, which recently passed a law making it a misdemeanor trespassing offense for someone to use a bathroom that does not align with their birth sex. Okay. And now so, here comes all these... Uh, yeah, I, I, again with the whole bathroom laws. Wasn't this like a thing like 10 years ago? Oh, it's still been going. Oh, goodness. What most people probably fail to realize is that you have to think about the other person. And there are certain people out there, women in particular, when they see a man in a woman's toilet, it's rather upsetting. Oh, yeah, of course. Imagine, like, being a father and, like, you're sending your, you know, little five-year-old uh, Sally to the bathroom and then, like, some 45-year-old grown dude walks in there, like, with a wig on and, like, uh, oh, geez, gross, no. Like, nah. Hey, no, no, no. To understand why this is upsetting, it has been put in place 
for a very long time, generations, that only women, so only people with certain plumbing go into one toilet set of toilets, while the other set of toilets are for people with a different set of plumbing. That's how it has been for a long time. Going back to like, what was it, the uh, 30s, 40s and 50s, uh, there was even more segregation where only certain races could go to certain toilets. So you need to understand yeah, that's, that... that's called apartheid in the South African terms. Having things change like this is going to take time. You really should spend like a decade or so getting people used to the idea that toilets should be for everybody. We should probably approach more the Greek sort of a mentality where it's not a place where you go to do your business, but a place where you go to, you know, socialize as well. But, you know, no, it was a Greece. No, that was Roman. Sorry, Roman. The, the bath house. Yes. I've actually, uh, at one of the churches I uh, went to in San Antonio and in Wanda, rather than there were no places to uh, socialize. And the other one, you could just sit down and have a cup of tea or coffee or whatever and uh, chat with people while uh, the others are using the bathroom in the next room. Like, my God. And that was in the women's bathroom where they had some chairs out. Oh, goodness. I suppose the other way to look at this is uh, try going to the toilet in a stressful environment. Yeah, that sounds like uh, what I would be having to deal with on a regular basis. That's where Metamucil yeah. comes in. And that's just one aspect of it. It's not just the whole bathroom thing. This is pretty much about, like, not letting Even kids be exposed to that kind way. of stuff. No, like, it, it makes sense, though. Like, it really does. Because this is all about, like, sexuality and, like, fetishes and stuff like that. It really shouldn't be promoted like that to minors. And people are upset that there's laws against this. And that's what really gets me. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Like, like, tell me yeah, you're a groomer I mean, without saying you're a groomer. Exactly you know what I mean? That, right. Bill about that, but it was the exact opposite to where uh, the uh, men could uh, compete with the women. And now the uh, some of the women are uh, protesting against it. Well, yeah, because uh, men pretending to be women are better fake women than real women. <laughs> That's just the unfortunate reality. The uh, well, unfortunate reality. One of them uh, went on camera and said flat out that uh, men are better built for stuff like that than uh, they are, which is really sad coming out of that particular woman's mouth. Uh, Yanobel? The sad reality is that there have been some sports people who have decided that I can't succeed in men's sports, so I'm going to say that I'm a woman and I'm going to participate in women's sports, and then they basically just flat out, you know, send everyone to the sh Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah this they happened multiple from, times. Uh, what, they went from, like, 7th to 10th place to 1st place with this sort of shit, so, you know, you've got to understand that there are people out there who are screwed in the head, and they just well, want to make themselves feel better. 
I mean, if I had a daughter who was like running track or something, and I was, you know, coaching her and like really proud of her accomplishments, and she got fourth place because number one was given to a guy, like pretending to be a, a woman, like that's that's heartbreaking. And these poor girls that like you know worked so hard to be where they are, they're just being erased. I mean, that's that's upsetting, man. No, it's a s- sports specific sport that was set up for women to participate in and now it's being evaporated. Like it doesn't exist. And next thing you know they'll be going after basketball next. Unless they already did. (laughs) Man, they've been going after everything. I'm sure like some like the NBA or something, they probably changed their logos to like the rainbow, just you know, to, to have virtue signal and whatnot. A lot of sports teams oh, have done that, too. The logo is all rainbow-colored. Don't, don't kid yourself. I've <laughs> seen it. And, you know, like, us, you know, all of us here, like, we don't, you know, hate gay people or anything like that. It's it's just, like, yeah, the fact that this is being shoved down everyone's throats and, like, this aggressively, I mean, it, it's, it's gotten way too far. There was a YouTuber that made it, that put it the best way. I can't describe it any other way. But uh, quote unquote, supplier that said it. I don't know the guy's name. I can't remember. But why is me as a black gay man should have to think, talk, dress, and act a certain way? End quote. Exactly. Yeah, that's like what Biden said when he says, uh, "If you don't vote for me, then you're not black." And they were like, "What the hell? Are you serious? Like, th- this is the mentality of these wackos. Like, because you happen to be a certain uh, like checkbox of diversity or whatever, uh, they think that you have to vote a certain way. It's like we don't have any individualism. That's crazy." So, what else was in this news story, Joel? Um, I think it's just every as part from all of that stuff, like where the legality. Florida's rules has um, conflicted with the intentions of Megaplex. Then, not much else other than you know the reaction, just the reaction to this, you know. And did Megaplex change their policy because of this new law, or was it always like that? I'm not sure. I've never been there. Me neither. But I think the fact of the matter was they actually did make a statement on it, and it's yeah, but it's. Yeah, it's just pretty much about as what you'd expect. This is like the whole problem with having politics in the furry fandom. You know, like, uh, it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Why can't we just dress up as animals and have fun and go to parties and make friends and stuff? Yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like, like it has to be some kind of agenda. It's crazy. Yeah. All right. As, um, now, to move on to the next things right there. Um, perfect segue for the live comment for this next segment. Mizu says the blacks. <laughs> oh, do wait, do I have something? Do I have a lot of stuff for the blacks in this regard now? <laughs> hey Vera, what's your face? Yeah. Well, you I know you were very heartbroken about this, but mm. now who has just become black as of late? Aragorn. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, so we spoke about this before, like, you know, Hasbro and uh, Wizards of the Coast, Magic the Gathering. Been around for, like, 30 years, and yeah, uh, they just made a Lord of the Rings set, which I thought was a really cool idea, you know, to have, like, Gandalf and 
Galadriel and Gollum and the Hobbits, all that kind of stuff, you know, Smaug the Dragon, to make them into MTG cards, that would be super cool. But they made Aragorn black. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Lord of the Rings lore, but there's something called the Black Numenorians, and these were the ones who thousands of years ago worshipped Melkor. Uh, Aragorn is not black. To say, like, you he, I mean to say nothing about what the black and black Numenorian is. But uh, no, this is crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, 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 look. <sighs> How no. is he supposed to look? Uh, he's supposed to be fair-skinned, long, um, black hair, and green eyes. That's how he's described. In the books. Yeah. No less. And, and Viggo Morrison, um, in the movies, portrayed him perfectly. Like, that's that's Aragorn. Then you have this guy, like, first of all, Middle-earth is not Earth. Okay, like, they have, they don't have the same kind of racial things or countries. Like, elves and dwarves and stuff exist, like hobbits. They're not, it's not supposed to be representative of any human. And, uh, Nah, like that. This is again another Sorry. thing about pandering. I just, I, I just have to say, what if they what made him go whiteface? No, 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 they should historic make a, a historically dark character go whiteface, <laughs> and then yeah, oh, oh they'll, they'll never do that. Never. <sighs> Sorry. Like, it, it, like if they made like Nelson Mandela white in like a documentary. No, no, that'll Asian. Be, that'll Asian. be insane. Yeah, sure, Mandela Asian. Asian. Why not? Asian, Hispanic, who cares? Like, if they change that, it would it just be absolutely crazy. crazy. Yeah, Candy Corn, it wouldn't shock me at all if they tried to make him uh, look a little Asian. There are yeah, some right? uh, <laughs> populations of uh, people of Malaysian descent in South well, Africa. Yeah, but he lives in Middle Earth. Argue, like, the people of India... Proper too. They're pretty. Yeah, please. You got uh, the ones that were actually called uh, Aryans showing up, and then you have the uh, this Muslim group showing up. So, what do you think would have happened with India? Well, I, I don't know. It, it's oh, just God, like... believe me, I know that about most of this stuff. I have an Indian colleague at work, so there's all that. Red dot or feather, anyways. because if it's a feather, they've been screwed up because of um, God knows what type of deals were made that fucked them over. Yeah, and this is not about racism or hatred or anything. It's it's the fact that these guys are blatantly changing or like race swapping characters just to pander and virtue signal and totally neglecting the lore. They did the same thing with Little Mermaid, uh, with Rings of Power, and now this. Like, if they want to make a black character, fine. Do that. Have him be his own or her own um, unique character from a different region, and you could add that to the story. That would be way more interesting instead of taking already existing characters and, like, blackwashing them. Like, that's really insulting, I think, to, like, people. They did that one time with... um... Because of Lord of the Rings, with one of the uh, groups of men in the East, but it actually worked out well because those people uh, seemed more like they were of the the cultures of East Asia, like Japan and China. 
Right. And, and even like in the south, like south of Mordor, um, the people are described as being darker skinned, like, like the, the Haradrim, uh, the men from Far Harad and stuff like that. Yeah, like that. That's oh, yeah. in the world like, of that fantasy. Mediterranean sort of skin yeah, tone. Of okay. Just out of curiosity, in the whole Lord of the Rings um, ecosystem, mm-hmm. is there any races that haven't been brought into the spotlight? such as in the movies and TV shows before? Let's see. I can name quite a few of them. Okay, you don't need to do that. But why not try and explore those areas more? Yeah, you know, they had a a great opportunity with Rings of Power. And hell, even like Magic the Gathering, which they just did. Um, when it comes to, like, there are some regions in Middle-earth that are not really fully developed or, like, talked about too much. Yeah, they could definitely have some people from, like, Far Harad or the lands of Rune and Khand. Now, before that, anyone yeah. goes off on a tangent about how, oh, well, experimental characters, blah, 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 Iron Man. Okay, <laughs> let's take Iron Man. Initially, mm-hmm. Iron Man wasn't exactly a big thing in the whole Marvel thing when it came to movies and TV shows. It wasn't until a yeah, certain actor came along Junior who, is a drunk. Played, yeah, who played Iron Man that his character really you know, took off. It came out in a great light. Why not try to have that same success with this franchise? You've got a shit ton of areas. You could go off and just tell some random story in some far-off part in uh, Middle-earth somewhere. Oh, it doesn't totally. have to be about the main cast. That way you can create all the characters you wanted fresh. <sighs> yeah, but instead of doing that, because they lack uh, creativity, they just wanted to change normal characters like that we knew for, for decades, and just to, to change them and try to pander to some some political agenda. It's like, dude... This is fantasy, okay? We want to escape from the world. Uh, Tolkien already had well-established the, the peoples of Middle-earth. Like, let's go along with that. You know, like, that's the world. But now they're just... Everything's so warped. It's it's not even, like, engaging anymore. It's kind of just, like, uh, political crap that no one cares about. What? I dare him to try with what uh, C.S. Lewis uh, had come up with. So those two were best friends. Oh yeah, this little yeah, for sure. And uh, Tolkien, since they're already fucking with the uh, Tolkien stuff, I dare them to try with C.S. Lewis, and I guarantee you, there will be uh, some people uh, getting dragged down the streets and beaten up with God knows what. Well, I don't because... know about that. Nuggets, but... no, uh, movies that were. Uh, by the books that C.S. Lewis had done, mainly the Narnia ones that I'm talking about, have been uh, really big for so long that if they get changed really quick like that, I guarantee you someone's going to get their butt whooped for it. Well, that or their estate would lose a lot of money. Because like, well, fans would be like, what the heck is happening here? I just don't understand why companies continue to do this. Like, they're really alienating so many people. You know, people that, that love uh, this fantasy. Greed. It's crazy. Basically, yeah, they're, they're a bunch of greedy motherfuckers. 
Yeah, but but it's all in vain because like they're losing money, they're losing fans, and their reputation is in the toilet. So like, I, I don't like understand yeah, what well, marketing well, employee well, even well, said that was a good idea. Yeah. It's crazy, right? Like, what the hell? Didn't you say all those years ago? And I do quote this: "Go woke, go broke." Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. I actually thought of that. Well, I would say uh, two or so years ago when the pandemic hit, and of course I was watching stuff, and you were saying, "Go woke, go broke." We were all saying this when when it all hits. Come on, let's be real. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mm -hmm. anyway, I saw this shit a mile away. Sorry, Joe. What you what, what what were you saying? Now there is more to get back to the whole black washing saga. There's more to that than than um, just Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yes. It's not just going to be Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yo, yo, be with Lord of the Rings. We. Well, anyway, jokes aside, there's more to this. And now the next thing that's on the crosshairs has been. A new live-action adaptation of How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, I, I can already uh, hear uh, a bunch of uh, horny furries saying uh, that they want to go screw a dragon. <laughs> I mean, uh, just, just stop. Can gut, I? Right? Okay. For me. From what I understand, my family heritage does go back to the Norse sort of area, meaning, from what I understand, my ancestors were Vikings. Now, if the island was to take place somewhere in Africa, I could see this being true. Because apart from the raping and pillaging that Vikings used to do, uh, integration was another so intermarrying with different people in different areas, it's how my fam- my family's history went from Norse area, Norway area to England because people came in, they settled after the whole, you know, terrorizing the local shit. <laughs> right. Okay. So if this was to take place in somewhere around Africa, I could see this being true. But in general, this seems more insulting than anything else. Right, and get a load of this though. Like you look at the the actress who's going to be playing Astrid, Nico Parker. It makes you wonder. She's not even. She doesn't look that dark in comparison to um, you know, what I would presume to be a, a typical like what African American. Well, she she definitely has that boisterous hairstyle. Uh, that's pretty uh, <laughs> pretty out there. But uh, the problem with you know changing characters is the fact that there are some characters, like, beloved characters that have been around for decades, and they already have established merchandise and, like, the idea in fans' minds. And the fact that they want to change that, people are going to be alienated. They're like, well, that's not the, you know, the the character that I grew up with, like, that I know. This is something totally different. Like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't connect, like, the way it should, you know, based on, like, nostalgia or, I guess, like, what they were going for. Here's the thing, and this is important. For me, I don't see Astra as someone being bitchy. I see as being more one of the uh, strong women uh, archetypes that sort of nailed it correctly. Mm. Sort so of why how they were changing how she was her? written. Yeah. Yes. I, mean, I, I don't see anything problematic with her original character 
from the movie franchise. So why change her? Exactly. To a bunch of people of a certain race and also probably to emphasize the fact that we're all mixed in a way. Right, or how the first Vikings were, we was Vikings. Yeah, please, those Vikings were everywhere. They could have been in Africa for all we give a shit. Yeah, they went all the way to Byzantium. And Mm -hmm. went all the way to the Americas. Oh, hell yeah, we were there first. (laughs) You're damn right you were, hell yeah. One thing that actually still pisses me off is when uh, I hear it. The uh, Italian saying, "Oh, we were here first, and I'm going, uh, hell no." They yeah, didn't were the Vikings first. like go to I Newfoundland like in the one thousand eighty? I got the map from them. I mean, I would imagine the Vikings would be up there, like in far north Canada, earlier than everybody else. Yeah, they were like like nine hundred to one thousand AD, like five hundred years before Columbus. China also. Yeah, it was in fact the, uh, uh, Americas. Yeah, I- I've heard about that. Well, like China went to like South America. Ah, uh, maybe. Well, in, like from the fifteen hundreds, right? There was some DNA testing done of some Native Americans, and they discovered in certain villages, or I think it was like one village, where they actually had people with Asian uh, ancestry. Oh, cool! I guarantee you, one uh, probably has Hawaiian. Uh, ancestry or Polynesian I should really say and it wouldn't make uh, zero sense to me at all about that because those people like the Vikings have been nearly everywhere in that ocean oh yeah well they were like expert sailors especially like like in the North Seas and stuff like that yeah uh, they discovered America way before other Europeans did but we don't talk about that you know Leif Erikson please Without uh, the Vikings, Columbus would not have uh, discovered the Caribbean. You mean right. quote-unquote discovered the Caribbean? <laughs> yeah, right? People already lived there for thousands of years. Like, they didn't really discover anything. Like, it was kind of already there, but okay. Yeah, I'm basically uh, saying it with some um, sarcasm. <laughs> right. I thought you would know that, Candy Corn, since I've known you for God knows how long. <laughs> I don't know. Please don't make me go over there and bap you with a stick up beside the uh, snoot. No, no. Can we rent you to a room or something? No, I'm a good boy. It's okay. <laughs> what exactly? <laughs> oh, well. Now... Back into this whole thing, like, well, let's put aside the whole like watching thing for a minute. Um, How to Train Your Dragon as a live-action cartoon. Thankfully, it won't be made by um, Netflix. It's gone Universal. Has got the reins. Yeah, hopefully one. they'll be doing pretty well. Okay, so is this uh, this uh, Nico Parker is Sarah? So that's her. Yeah, Nico Park is going to be playing as Astrid, cast as Astrid. Oh, okay. That's her. But that w- that was the blonde girl, right? Yes, Astrid, the blonde. Yeah, her. Wow. Girl. So imagine yeah, like kids do. watching this movie like in theaters or something like years ago, and then all of a sudden there's a live remake. I think they would be very confused. They're like, "Wait, who is this? Like that? That's that doesn't look like her at all." 
Yeah, initially, but yeah, as the, even as the, the movie uh, goes on, the ones that are sense. adults now would be wondering what the hell's going on. Yeah. Well, when they try too hard, they end up alienating a bunch of their audience. Like, kids Ooh. are going to be confused by this. If you did want to uh, have nope. black characters in How to Train Your Dragon, another way of doing it would be having a villain or someone else coming in from another part of the world. Yeah, I sure. Like, like make a new character, you know, have a whole different story. That would be awesome. And I mean, nobody would bold... care about that. I think people care when they're trying to change already established characters into something that they never were. And that's Sorry just... To say. But you'd have to be pretty stupid and racist to think that people in Africa didn't have boats. Now, <laughs> right? not, not yeah. like what they had in I England back in the day, but they could still they travel across the ocean. Hmm? Most of them lived by the river, so if you think that they didn't have boats, or actually I should say we, because I got some. Oh, yeah, they, they definitely we did. did. Uh, there, there were several colonies that had, like, international trade with, like, Europe and India and Zanzibar was a major port. All of that. Yeah, I of never, course. From actually, my understanding of something, no, hold on. Early into the Americas, but they overpowered their uh, captors and turned the boat around. And these there people are... were really good at sailing. If you look at history, you will find that there are some African nations that did have boats that were seaworthy. Oh, yep. yeah, tons. Tons yeah. of them from uh, sub-Saharan Africa. So for one of those seaworthy boats to traverse its way up to, say, gee, I don't know, um, the top uh, end of Europe? One shock possible. me. I mean, you'd want to make sure it was um, at, you know, at least not accurate, but something reasonable. That would have yeah, been it's nice. Even the Chinese had boats that could travel for a long while. Chinese junks, for instance. Yeah, yeah they right. were nearly everywhere. There were even reports of them being seen off the coast of uh, what is now Somalia and Kenya trading with those people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Do we have enough time for one more story? We're running a little bit short here, but um, what did you want to? What did you have in mind? The one I sent you. Oh, right, yeah. right. The whole um, li the the casting of the, the whole Lilo and Stitch live action thing. Yep. Say what now? Oh, it, yes, it, well, it's more of the same kind of pandering stuff. <laughs> well, almost. So, almost, because I remember they, they had this saga, right? Like where they actually cast a, a first thing, a Kahiyab Machado, an, an actual native Hawaiian. But oh, they, they, um, they uncast Machado for another new actor. Hmm, okay. Well, at least they actually have someone that is of that particular culture. So, instead of getting someone that is not. Here's what irritates me about the fiasco with Lilo and Stitch. You have someone who is of the race in question, and people are losing their mind because that's the wrong skin tone, tone, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hang on. Um. Are you Native serious? Hawaiian. Most of those Hawaiians were out in the sun, you dip. 
sailing yeah, the, in those the, oceans. So what the hell is your problem? The big question is whether or not the way Hawaiians were depicted in the Lilo and Stitch cartoon were accurate. I think so. Yeah, it was very well, respectful, well, actually, honestly, like to their culture, like well. to their music. Yeah, I, I thought they did a very good job with that, and they didn't really need to change anything. So I, I'm sorry, but you've literally got someone of the well, let's go white, the correct race in question, mm -hmm. but you're losing your mind because they don't look the way you expect them to. What do they what expect the them to look like? Completely white with the yeah, bit of uh, maybe. Suntan spray on them or some weird shit like that? I don't know. It's a cartoon. You know, I, I, people shouldn't be getting too up in a tizzy about this, but if they're actively trying to, like, re-swap characters just to pander, I think that's offensive to most people, like, to their audience, you know? Fans that used to love these franchises. The Egyptians got pissy. Shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Egypt was not happy. With what exactly? Yeah, Cleopatra, Cleopatra. something we talked about a while ago. Yeah, they're like yeah. suing Netflix. It's bonkers. Why would they yeah, be upset about an old dead woman? Oh. Now, the whole thing like regarding the Lilo and Stitch saga, the reason they recast the new actor is because the original guy cut Kahiao um, was removed because of some po racist post allegedly that he made on social media when they found out about it. Oh, you shit on that. Just cast him already, god damn it. Hmm. Yeah. So, that's that's kind of what they try to do. Ugh. Well, if anyway. they uh, want to go that far, then they should uh, dox themselves then. Again, to you, they've probably said some worse shit on their social medias. Goodness, when did Lilo and Stitch come out? Like, 20 years ago? Early, yeah, early 2000s. Goodness. Uh, I think it Lilo was... And... Uh, Lilo and Stitch was a special movie at the time because it was, a, it was a cartoon, and at the time, a lot of CGI and 3D animation was really popular. So I believe, yep. if I recall, Disney had to pull a lot of uh, artists out of retirement in order to complete the film. Right. Yeah, I, I think I heard about that, too. Is that, like CGI was really getting like on board and they were eventually going to be stopping doing original animations. Like they were going to totally transition to CGI or like Flash Player or something. Like where hand-drawn animations, well, like hand-drawn animations were pretty much obsolete. Really? Because they did a good job with Brother Bear. Oh, that was oh, I love Brother Bear. But yeah, that's an older movie though. Oh, the Brother Bear movies were uh, also uh, hand drawn. It seems. Yeah, 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 and and like the painted backgrounds. Oh, that was incredible, for sure. Well, I still got some songs from the original ones. Stuck in my head. I can't hit the high notes anymore. <laughs> I have those songs stuck in my head. Like, yeah, well, what I really boy. loved about um, Lilo and Stitch was like they they really did incorporate Hawaiian culture. Like they had uh, traditional songs, traditional uh, dresses, and um, yeah, they, yeah they, like they but but it wasn't like pandering or anything. No, like it, it wasn't supposed to be like pandering to people. It was kind of just like this is the environment our characters are in and. 
you know, let's represent that. I thought they did a really good job with that. Of course, you know, this was like 20 years ago before all this woke crap and, happened. And that was a few members of this generation, including myself, remember mm -hmm. certain characters that have either good luck or some really bad luck. And I'm talking about that bald guy that never had his uh, share of uh, ice cream, but whatever he would get it, it would Oh, fall. yeah, so yeah. when she took pictures of him, <laughs> the tourist. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> they would show it on the, either uh, what's now Freeform or on the Disney Channel or any of those places, mm -hmm. I just crack up when I see him because I think, oh, dear Lord, he's, he's going to have a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it all started with that. Oh, my goodness. That's hilarious. All right. Yeah. Now, this is about all the time we've got this mm -hmm. week. Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. wow it's well. about an hour and four minutes. Good grief. Yeah. Well, Ooh, we went well. uh, a lot of fun because either I was eating or someone wanted to yakety yak to me. Which gets on my nerves. Well, time flies yeah. when you're having fun. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, who would That's like why I ate um, very quickly um, and it came in here. A closing statement, like, with what's happened this week. All right, I guess we can start with uh, Anubistan. Well, what do you think? Yeah, it's pretty good. And I hope to be involved in it a lot more, probably in about two or so weeks. Awesome. Uh, any opinions on, like, the stories we covered? Well, I wasn't here for a majority of them, but I did hear some. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, like I said, some people wanted to talk to me, or I had to go eat. Groovy. Uh, Noble. It's a real shame that him hitting the nail on the um, head when it comes to entertainment is just so difficult. It's also Amen. fascinating how when people try to do when people do things correctly, it sort of works. But when you, you change things in the manner that people don't like, it just blows up. Uh, what was that character uh, were... in Marvel that they uh, race swapped and everyone liked it? Oh, jeez, uh, I think there were a few. I, the, I don't recall. I, he was the uh, head of Shield. I keep forgetting the name. Was that? That wasn't Jamie Foxx, was it? No, no, Nick Fury. Nick Fury was like this um, chiseled uh, white guy, but when they switched it over, who was the actor they played for it? Very popular one. Oh, the uh, one with the eye patch? Uh, I don't know who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, Samuel Jackson, I think. Yeah. Samuel Perfect. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, he totally nailed that role. That was awesome. He did a damn good job. See, here's the thing. Try leaving it until bit. That's the thing. It, this whole show basically today showed that it's difficult to change the character and when you try to publicize it, proving that you're proud, that you're, you know, being progressive, it just sort of goes downhill. Yeah. And that's my take on today's channel, uh, today's uh, podcast. All right. Hey, Vera. Well, um, happy Pride Month, everyone. And I have a, a challenge for you. Try to find as many woke companies as you possibly can that change their logo to a rainbow. 
and send that to me, and you might win a special prize. Because <laughs> uh, last year there was like thirty of them, but I think this year we might even have some more. So yeah, do like a a, a bingo thing, <laughs> see how many you can find. Um, I'm looking forward to this month being yeah. over. You know, just us going back to normalcy, hopefully. And um, well, I hope you guys have a great night. And that's it. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be a long, long uh, one. I did. But anyway, thank uh, you for thank you all for tuning in. Hey, Joe. I hope you enjoyed this show as much as we hey, did Joe. in the making of this. And as always. Our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Play.fm, iHeartRadio, BitChute, and more later down the line. Well then, this is us signing off for the week. Farewell, and until next time. Rainbow Dildo Batmonkey! <laughs> later!